Hello and welcome to St. Francis Catholic Chat. This is Father Casey. And this is Julia. And uh, today, so we just um, were experimenting with some cleaning supplies yeah. for the microphones. They smell pretty strong and I don't know if you've ever... Experimenting with cleaning supplies does not sound that good. <laughs> just a normal day in the life here in uh, post-COVID-19, St. Francis Catholic. Experimenting with cleaning... Well, we, we wanted to wipe down the mic stands but now they smell really strong. They do. We wiped them down with undiluted cleaning supplies. Oh, yeah. I didn't dilute it. Yep. Uh, so they're super healthy, but they're also maybe... Um, A little too strong. ...going to have an impairing effect. So yeah. who knows? <laughs> we'll, we'll see what happens. But yeah, so um, yeah, we are just trug- trudging away. <laughs> and you know what doesn't help is I had a lot of... So I've been drinking a lot of decaf, um, but today I had a regular caffeine. Why? In my coffee. Why'd you have very, you well, because you were so good pot. switching a decaf. I made a though, pot, but you were though. so good. So we have K cups that you. Don't but want. I didn't want to. I didn't want to. I don't know. We made a pot, so I, I drank from the pot. But now, not only am I smelling this cleaning supply, but I have a lot of caffeine running through my veins, and I feel it. This is like I actually feel the caffeine. In a good way or a bad way? No bueno. <laughs> no bueno. Okay, so Julia yeah. is going to be talking a lot. There is a podcast feature where you can listen on half speed. Oh. We will definitely sound impaired then. <laughs> and um and so when Julia is talking a mile a minute because she's hyped up on caffeine, you can bring it down yeah. to half speed or and sound like normal. Yeah. Or she may just tag out and have Sheila come in midway right. through if it gets to be too much. <laughs> Sheila's on the other side of the room, so Sheila may just we'll just do tag team. You're like, I can't right. do this. Tag, tag out. Tag out. Here you go. Too too much. <laughs> too much. And then I'll get I'll tag out because of the <laughs> cleaning supply smell. And then it's Sheila, really strong. Sheila will be podcasting all alone. Oh, that'd be rough. <laughs> probably the best podcast in our history if she did that. It probably would be. Not so. crazy. So, Julia, today uh, we're going to talk a little bit about creativity in the apostolate. Yes, especially with everything that's going on. Well, that's the thing, you know, as we're starting this upcoming year, and um, this school year is getting started in just a couple weeks, and right. we. Uh, are looking at what are we going to be doing and talking about different events. And um, we spent the last few days really going through everything that we're going to do. An essential feature in what we're going to have to do is uh, to be creative and to to be willing to to change and adapt and um, mold our model in order to be able to uh, reach the same goal. Right. And I mean, this is also what like everyone is doing right now. Like schools are doing this, companies are doing this. We have to adapt to the COVID nineteen like regulations as well, and so with everything going on, I think it's really time to realize this is not just us having to be creative, but like everyone has to be creative now. Oh, absolutely, and we have to. Um, and if you can't be creative, you just you can't survive in this, in right. this time period. No, for sure not, especially because we just have to. Everything just went online, and I think it's it's really helpful that we do have the internet right now um even though i used to probably complain about it i'm like oh my gosh all this internet all this technology um but with school being online it's so helpful having this uh what's it called tool i guess with um covid19 so that we can have our apostolate also online absolutely and uh, i think that was one of the the things that we were able to do with zoom uh right when things shut down is to be able to get online right away. In fact, uh, I, I've been bra- I brag. I brag. <laughs> I brag. But I bragged to a number of, of friends about how is the day that we uh, stopped uh, with public celebration mass and being yeah. able to be here 
we went right online like right. that day and and so we we kind of were able to immediately adapt yeah well that's what you have to do that's like to be able to survive especially right now if we weren't able to adapt we wouldn't have continued at apostle we wouldn't have to be able to grow and like especially moving our catholic center online I know we like split up the boys and the girls and I'm pretty sure we've mentioned this in a past podcast about how we did the Catholic center online zoom calls. And so we had one for the women's Catholic center and the one for the men's Catholic center. And we did it like every night. And if we didn't have that, I don't know if I would one grow as strong as I did with my friendships that I have and like be able to like be prepared for next semester. Cause now we know everyone and we can also grow our apostolate with more people. Oh, Absolutely. And, um, it's just so like the, the growth that came out of that, that creativity is, um, it's so good. Like there, there's mm-hmm. been, it's been, we've grown in a different way. It's like working a different muscle group, right? Yeah, that we've, for sure. we've worked a different muscle group. And so, uh, in that working, we, we've, we've gotten stronger in, in a different way, uh, that we maybe wouldn't have if things had stayed normal. And we may have been strong in for example biceps but we were doing no leg exercises right and i mean especially if you think about it like in a gym setting if you're only doing biceps or other like muscle groups that's just upper body it's not gonna really your legs not missing leg day is not a good thing no missing leg day is really bad um you gotta at least go for a walk i have been (laughs) exercising recently Really? I started exercising. Optimal Work taught me to exercise. Optimal Work taught you how? Why? How well, because they? they did a podcast on exercising and the fact that um, they said that you can get the same benefit of exercise if you do a 10-minute run with three 10, uh, three 30-second sprints worked into that, that it's the same as running for like 25 minutes. It's oh, same wow. benefit because of the sprinting, right? And so I, I have never been able to get a half hour to run because you got to do the warm-up. Um, then you got to run, then you got to right. cool down and the timing I just haven't been able to do, but I could go for a 10 minute run and, yeah. and work in the sprints. In fact, I ran yesterday when you and Sheila were recording a podcast and I was, I timed my sprints to be when I would be visible from that window so that you wouldn't notice uh, that, you that were I running. was running. And oh, wow. That's really Because it's the first impressive. time I ventured outside. Usually, I'm, <laughs> I, I have an elliptical machine over in the rectory, and so I, I'm usually on the elliptical machine. Right. But that's not running. the first time I ventured. Elliptical. Is, is elliptical? That's the one where elliptical you just move your legs, is, but it's not a treadmill. No, it's running. It is running? I mean, it's it's not a treadmill, but you're still moving in a you're running motion. You're doing it like a motion. Okay, yeah, 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 that's true. You could turn up the resistance, and you could, you're could you pumping your arms to help, like power walking Isn't at the mall. Isn't that cheating, though, kind of? Moving the... A little bit, but then it builds your upper body strength. It's working multiple muscle groups. Multiple muscle groups. I think the apostolate that we have, though, like, well, not the apostolate that we have, like, the muscle group that, if we're still using this example, um, or simile, really, to compare... Whatever. Metaphor, simile, example, something. Um, Of, like, going online onto Zoom, I think that right now, it wasn't, like, a leg group. It was, like, a muscle that you don't usually, or people don't usually train. Right. I don't know what muscle that would be. Uh, I don't know. I'm not. Core? I would hope people train their core. Really? I don't. <laughs> yeah. It's important. It's, you're supposed to be strong in your core. Well, one of the things um, that I was thinking about with regard to uh, creativity, like, so we want to be creative, right? And so that's the thing, like, by saying, okay, well, we're working a different muscle group. Um, when we see challenges as an opportunity, again, that's a big part of optimal work, that we see our challenges and struggles as an opportunity, um, then we approach them in a different way, 
right? It's reframing is the tool of optimal work that does this, but really it's, I I see my challenges as, as opportunities. And so what, what was COVID? It was an opportunity for us to focus more on interior life, to maybe take a step back from some of the social stuff and some of the in-person stuff and, but to grow in different ways and more creatively and to, to work on more content like YouTube content. We're going to try to do more YouTube content now and get back into that podcast. And like this, maybe this podcast would never come about. Not anywhere as close as it was. Like we, we probably would have taken a lot longer. Right. Because to really get into the digital. Now, some people may say, hey, I wish this podcast never came out. <laughs> and curse my life for needing to listen to it to see if they finally say something interesting. Um, so <laughs> the curiosity the curiosity factor uh i do want to give a shout out to my uncle david and judy who listen uh basically the day everything comes out and my uncle's so good he he listens and not does he listen but he pays attention you could tell because every now and again he'll text me um either the response to a question that we had asked not like about the difference between vatican city state flag and um uh the holy see the flag yes yeah, the holy yeah, we're talking about the church. well he texted me the answer and I was like, well, <laughs> Uncle David, you listen. Like, thank you so much. And um, so it's so a special shout out to them because it is someone listens. Yeah, so we love the support. At least my uncle and aunt listen. And I, <laughs> it is, um, or different things. So, but it also makes me a little bit more nervous knowing that people are actually listening because then it's like, oof, I be- we better say something good. Sometimes I forget, not forget what I say, but like I forget that this exists occasionally. And my friends will like make a reference to something I've said on the podcast. And I totally get thrown off. I'm like, oh, I said that on the podcast. Oh, they listen to the podcast. Oh, wow. Okay. <laughs> wow, got to step it up now. Yeah, got to step, gotta it, up step it up now. Um, but yeah. Well, Julia, I think that when we're talking about creativity in our apostolate, one of the um, most important things that we can um, do when we try to be creative, and this is where creativity could go so wrong. So the most important thing we have to do when we're creative is we have to focus on the end, the philosophical end that we are looking for uh, and that we desire, right? So if we're talking about being creative in our apostolate, we want the same outcome, but we're shifting the means that we use to get there. And so so when we talk about creativity, I think that is, uh, we can go so wrong if our creativity is about just changing for change's sake, right? Um, if we just want to, if I want to be creative in where I drive this afternoon, well, I have a destination. I have to get somewhere. I could be create like if I want to go from here to Boston, I shouldn't go via New York, <laughs> like unless I need to take the train or a flight, right? But like it's just like to be creative, like oh, I'm just gonna go on, I'm just gonna drive west and and south. and like see where that brings me. See, because I want to creatively get to Boston. Yeah, that's eh, not. I also think that creativity, though, sometimes when you're trying to find like a new route going somewhere, being creative, you can find a shorter way to get there also. Oh, yeah. And if you when you break out of the norm and you just are willing to try different things, it can be um, it can be so fruitful. But all of it has to be keeping the end in mind and that that is so important. We have to remember the, the destination so that when we're creative, it's about finding the more efficient or the more immediately applicable means to achieve the end. Uh, and that, that can, I mean, if that kind of sets the, the right parameters of our creativity that we can, um, sure, okay, well, what's the goal? What's the goal 
of the apostolate here at St. Francis. It's to form souls of prayer uh, and real saints um, out of the students at CCSU. Like and that. also, I mean, the ultimate end is always like to get to heaven, to be saints. Always to get to heaven. Always. Right? And so like if we're trying to also form other people to have that same end in mind and that ultimate goal, so with that, how could you be creative in trying to get there? Exactly. And that's uh, like 100%. So we are, the means that is kind of most effective is forming souls of prayer, right? We want uh, the most effective means to grow in holiness is to, to be in relationship with our Lord. Right. And I know you mentioned earlier about how during the quarantine, really, we were like more focusing on our interior life. And in reality, we won't be able to help other people form their interior life if we don't have an interior oh, life 100%. ourselves. 100%. You can't give what you don't have. Right. And I know a lot of what you preached about during homilies too, during um, the virus outbreak in the beginning of it, was like we were, you were talking about the soul of the apostolate and how a lot of it was talking or mentioning how you have to have an own, your own interior life before you are active. Right. You need... Um you, you got to have, it, it all flows from interior life. Our apostolate is meant to be an overflow of our interior life, right? And so so um, we're not meant to be like a pipe or a canal where the water passes through but doesn't change. We're rather we're meant to be like a reservoir where we are so full of love of God that it overflows, but it's constantly being replenished like a reservoir, right? And so that's the, it's an overflow, not just a passing through, not just it goes in one ear, and I, it goes in my ears and out my mouth, uh, and that I hear something, I just say it. But rather, like, no, it's it's passed through my heart, and now it's overflowing out. The words in my mouth are overflowing from my heart. And, and also, that mind. makes it much more natural. And you're not going to... The, the creativity won't be forced. Oh, uh, Fulton Sheen actually has something he says about that with regard to reading um, lectures and notes and homilies. He says um, that a lot of times when, when professors read their lectures... It passes from the notepad of the professor to the notepad of the student without having passed through the mind of either. Oh, wow. And it's just such a harsh critique that like when we, um, when we read something, when we're just reading something one person to another, oftentimes it's just it's passing from my notes to your notes, but it's not passing through either of our minds. It's not being digested. It's not really being assimilated by us. It's just kind of passing through. And so our interior life can't be like that. And we're going to do a whole podcast, hopefully, on interior life and growth in the interior life to talk more about these things because it is our, our just our interior life can't be, um, we don't have interior life if, right. we're, if we don't have digestion of the love of God and personal experiences of prayer. So we need, um, so, but what that allows, what that overflowing allows for is creativity. Because it doesn't, it doesn't have to be straight like a pipe where it has to go from this point, point A to point B via the straight line. Uh, we can overflow in a, all kinds of ways. Uh, and that, that, that frees us. Right. And I also think that with this freedom, you're also more docile to the Holy Spirit and like what God's will truly is and what you want, what you des- he desires for this apostolate as well. Because right. it's not our It's not will. our thing. If God wants something that I don't want, then God's going to win. Like, of course, <laughs> yeah, not, all the time. No contest. And so I also think that with this overflowing, naturally it's going to be more docile to the Holy Spirit. And so your creativity will also be docile to the Holy Spirit. And like a lot of these inspirations will probably come from prayer. Oh, 100%. They got it. They have to, right? Um, and our own personal right docility to the Holy Spirit. 
one of the things I think um, ties into this very well, St. John Henry Newman wrote a work called an essay. Um, uh, it's Well, it's referred to as The Development of Doctrine, uh, but it's the, the official title is an essay on the development of Christian doctrine. And in that, he talks about how doctrines develop. And it's a good book. You should definitely definitely go read it. I think what was it called again? Uh, an Essay on the Development of Christian Doctrine by St. John Henry Newman. Um, the second part of that book, he talks about different um, notes or, or principles uh, with regard to how things, like what's, what is an authentic development versus a corruption, right? Uh, and so a couple of his notes, preservation of type, continuity of principles, assimilative power, um, chronic vigor, things like that. And those are, um, Bishop Barron actually, uh, I heard him give a lecture on this, and it, it really struck me. And I think that these particular principles are very good when we consider creativity in the apostolate. If we want to learn good creativity, we should actually go read The Development of Doctrine by John Henry Newman. It's it's a big, heavy book. But it's so good, because just think, it's, it's um, for example, continuity of principles, right? That when we uh, are creative in our apostolate, we still have the same principles, right? The principles upon which our, our mission is based haven't changed. We don't right. change our mission statement. And this is like what you're going to build on anyway. Right. And so so you, you can tell like, okay, there is a, um, there's definitely that, that preservation or preservation of type too. So think like when you, when you grew, when any person grows um, from a baby to an adult, right? Oh, my friends, uh, Emily and Rick had a baby today. Um, so congratulations yes, to the Scarpettis, uh, and Gemma Colby, um, born today, this very day on the, uh, St. Maximilian, Maximilian Colby's Colby. feast day. And he only gets half a day. So she's lucky she was born in the morning, right? Cause Maximilian Colby gets trumped by the right, assumption later today. Oh my gosh. I completely forgot. Right. So Max Colby only gets half of a feast day. And so, um, but she was born this morning and, um, and so congratulations to them and Gemma. Happy happy actual birthday today. I'm sure that she'll listen. They came to Doctrinal Formation. Thank you. Oh, right. They were they at did. Doctrinal I Formation. do remember yeah, them yeah. at Doctrinal Formation. So, um, so what, a, what a happy day for them. But they, um, so, but when, so Gemma right now has, has baby, baby fingers and baby toes. Actually, baby, baby toes. Fingers and baby toes. They look so gross. Ba- baby, baby hand, fingers and toes look so gross because they're all like spaced apart and uh, they're, they're not super well formed so they're like super tiny (laughs) no they're still there's baby fingers are like super super tiny i I haven't been as observant i guess to baby fingers and baby toes and they got these gross little fingernails that you gotta like how do you clip a like teeny tiny baby fingernail it's like the size of a toothpick like it's i really can't can't see this i don't i just well anyway the point is (laughs) it's a thing um sheila you know what i'm talking about right sheila knows exactly what i'm talking about she nodded she can't see um anyway gemma um, her hand will develop over time to be right. less gross, yeah, of hopefully. I, and uh, one would hope. One would hope. But if she's a dancer, her feet still, probably would not. Um, I mean, they would develop and then regress maybe or I think I, I always hear dancers. But the point is bad. dancer feet still look like real feet. Yeah, they do. Dancer they hands do like and human hands, it looks like a human hand, right? If your hand turned into a foot, it wouldn't be the development of your hand, it'd be a change, Right. So to develop is to keep a continuity in, in form and principles, right? My hand is similar to the hand I had when I was born 33 years ago. It's the same hand, but it's developed. If I still had little, you know, gross baby hand right now, it'd be like there's something weird there going on. But it, um, but no, but it's the same hand. It just has 
clearly changed and it's developed though it hasn't it hasn't changed like morphed it's rather it's developed it's grown and that's when our apostolate develops or when there's a, a shift in the apostolate when we're creative it still has to be a hand you know it still has to keep its same form but that it can um it it goes through this process whereby yeah it'll look a little different but you could still tell like that's a hand and that's a hand right this is our apostolate and this is what it was or this is what it will be in a couple weeks or a couple months but it's still our apostolate and i it also has the outcome you know like when when a hand you know what hand is supposed to look like at the end you know that this is the goal and this is the end of what the apostolate will look like about to run out of battery hold on oh jeez. <laughs> um yeah he's grabbing the charger but anyway um I just saved the podcast right was it, there. What, what percentage was it? Uh, five. It'll shut oh. off at three. What? Why does it shut off at three? Because it needs to keep the one to save the memory and not crash. I think. I don't know. We're actively doing something. It was going to die. I saved the podcast. Well, now our pod, that would have been rough. That would have been really rough. We, had we weren't going to re-record this. We were just going <laughs> to scrap it and no one would ever hear about creativity in the apostolate. Oh, that's and we need that right now, especially with Corona. 100%. So, um... You were saying something, though, when I interrupted. Um, it's okay. I will have to get my train of thought back. Great. Well, let's, when you get your train of thought back, <laughs> let's talk about um, another factor of creativity and um, that we want is we want to use all of the means available to us. And that that is when we're being creative, we want to use every single means available um, that we, we need. Um, and that we shouldn't be like, well, we're just a church, so we just do things like this and this and this. Like, no, every, St. Jose Maria would say, like, there's every single noble human profession, right? Everything that's not objectively sinful. Every human profession can be sanctified, right? Every single one. Every means of spreading the gospel that's not objectively sinful should be used, and we should be open to it. So when we're creative, we, we can't let our creativity be be stifled by... Well, we can't. Well, we can't use YouTube like that. That would ruin our our mission. What do you mean, YouTube or podcasts? Also, thinking that you're better than something than than you actually are, because you could use like YouTube or podcasts, and you're like being creative with this. I also think that with if you use all the means, like if you think about a cook, a good cook will use everything they have in the kitchen, regardless if they know that it's like sometimes you have to substitute things too so a good cook will use what they have in the kitchen regardless of if it's in the recipe or not right they know what the, they know the taste and the flavor they want and so they know how to get to that end by being creative about the ingredients that they use if they have this or not that and you know what um the situation that they have to work with especially if you're if you're having a big dinner and you realize you don't have a certain ingredient you can't always like stop and run to the store right you got to make do with what you have. And so like this is the means that we have right now. And sometimes it's better than other times. In reality, it could be better than ever. So like when I cook carbonara, if I have guanciale, I use guanciale. If I don't have guanciale, I have to use bacon. I also use onion to give the little extra flavor that the um, that the guanciale would have that the bacon doesn't. Right? Because so you made carbonara last night, right? And it came out so good. It was the best carbonara I ever had. What, what Do you use the guanciale? The guanciale. It's the best carbonara I've ever made. And I don't exactly know what made it the best, <laughs> but it was the best. To, and it was the first time I made it for the people I made it for. So they, um, hopefully they just have stuck in their mind, like 
It's how really great good carbonara. I am at cooking carbonara. And they, because they haven't seen all the failures, right? Because I'm, I'm so humble. That's really what but I But that's want. where it's developed, though. Like, you have I've developed, developed cooking I, yeah, well, on how to eh, maybe cook not. It may carbonara. have been an accident. Oh, maybe an accident? <laughs> but, you know, so, so it is, you know, early in the pandemic, there was a big um, push, and there, there still is people that think that we shouldn't have been on YouTube or using different means of uh, media and that it cheapens the church's liturgy and message and all that. I don't agree with any of that. It, um... You know, we we do this. It, it it's worked. It's what our people needed. It's how we kept it. This is a something that no one, you know, none of us have experienced in our lifetime. Uh, and so, how do we do that? We need to be able to be creative. And, and when we're able to, do, like, we I think we in many ways flourished um, in our apostolate during the during the shutdown. And I think we're going to flourish this semester through being willing to be creative. And flexible, right? We've we've picked up a certain flexibility that we want to have an event. We want to have it outdoors, and so we can have a certain amount of people. But it's going to rain that day, and so we got to move it indoors and have less people, or we got to do it on Zoom, or we got to. And then also, especially, I don't think we would have had as many events outside without this quarantine. Usually, people are like, "Oh, we're going to be inside in this classroom for this event," right? So that's to be more the traditional outside. way. That's oh, you got you got to be inside. Yeah, and so it also opens for different ways to develop also because we would have never expected to, oh, we have to have this many people and have a cap size on that. Right. Um, one, of the other, one, of, one of the other notes that uh, St. John Henry Newman talked about was assimilative power, right? So that we have um, something that can develop, something that's alive, um, has assimilative power. So I... Um, I assimilate the environment around me. Um, I eat vegetables sometimes, right? <laughs> I've assimilated them. They haven't assimilated me. What happens when I, when I stop being alive, right? So if I go like lay down in the grass, um, I'm not going to get eaten by the ground, right? But what happens like dead, dead bodies rot uh, and dead, dead animals the and they get assimilated by the environment. They get they get reassimilated through through other animals or through different things, right? They get they get reassimilated. Um, that we uh, either we are assimilating, right? I'm gonna go have lunch uh, after we're done recording and I'm gonna assimilate that food. Imagine if like, oh no, Father Casey had a really strong hamburger and he turned into a hamburger. Yeah, that right? doesn't happen. That doesn't happen. I'm I'm able to assimilate the hamburger and I'm able to develop maybe more of a gut who knows but I develop because of that and when we like we don't need to worry that when we use technology all of a sudden we're going to become a technology organization like we're not we're staying at church we're staying we we are the gospel is strong enough to be communicated through these means and it's not going to be taken over it's not going to turn into just a YouTube fad it's going to be the gospel and and it can assimilate the um, the means by which it's it's promoted. So it's having assimilative power. Yeah, I never would have thought about it like that, assimilating as in like, oh, we might become a technology church, and because that's not what we want, you know. Of course not. But in reality, like YouTube probably really helped get a lot of people to watch mass when they couldn't go. Oh, and there were people that watch mass that wouldn't go normally. They would yeah. skip Sunday mass, but then they would watch because it's easy enough. And they would hear something they liked and they would tune in and they'd be like, huh, okay. Like that, that's, that's pretty cool. And then you can also develop what you put out on YouTube and not just live masses, but like daily homilies. We did a bunch of videos during um, 
the quarantine too we had like those oh yeah we had some cool stuff about Blessed Guadalupe about different you know parts of what we try to live in a plan of life for different things like that so we are YouTube unfortunately we're going to actually stop streaming the daily mass because of um because now you really can't find a lot of our other YouTube videos because we've just so got like masses. Uh, 300 masses on there. Not 300, probably have 150. Definitely 150. It's still a lot. It's still a lot of masses on there. It's a lot. It's probably a good 150 masses. It's been what, since March? Since mid-March. So that's how many Almost, months? Almost. It's uh, five months. Five months. So yeah, it's it's a lot. Did you just wink at Sheila? Yeah, she gave so I Did you just <laughs> wink? I can't see <laughs> Sheila. Only Julia, only Julia I, can see Sheila. I can't. And Julia just winked, but in like the direction of the other side of the room. Because like, so I couldn't count from March to August right away quickly. So she did it for me. I looked at her and then she counted and I she looked up, she put the five up. And so I said, thank you with my eyes. Now eye. that I can see Sheila, she's also bright red. Because <laughs> she's laughing. <laughs> She's Poor Sheila. Not to laugh, or she's embarrassed because nobody can see or hear her. I don't. I can't tell. Or because she can't talk and say but anything. She, I mean, she can talk. It just won't. It just won't pick up. Oh yeah. I mean, can it pick up? I have no idea. Never I don't tried. think we should try it. But I'm better off now. You would hear her like background noise, like the air conditioner that we're not running. Um, I wish we were running the air conditioner. It's a little warm in here. But um, no. So that that idea of of assimilative power though is so um, it can give us such confidence in our apostolate. Because we can assimilate it, like whatever. Okay, so we gotta do hybrid stuff and do in person and Zoom. I think okay. it also makes me more humble because I probably wouldn't have been like, if you asked, oh, should we go on YouTube before this? I'd be like, probably not. You know, we're not that good, or that's a and we're not that good, but we're still gonna be on YouTube. <laughs> <laughs> or if sometimes you think like, oh, it's gonna be like cringy or whatnot, like right. all this like different uh, bound not boundaries. That's not the word I want. Um, these like blocks that you're putting right in front of we yourself. just kind of make excuses and blocks um so no i i think that all of these things it's it's opened the door to to this certain creativity and, and we need to be willing to be creative in our apostle we got to look for new ways so we do it by keeping the end in mind by using all the means open to us and by recognizing that we um assimilate them they don't assimilate us and so that that gives us, and, and in all of this, we see it as an opportunity. That this is it's an opportunity to, to work that different set of muscles to um, to show that we our apostolate has something to offer. And, and I know, especially with like just thinking about like opportunity. I don't know how much we talked about it earlier, but I know I used to like be terrified of like studying for classes and like doing my like like taking this exam. But if I saw it as an opportunity to actually grow as a student and grow as a student like uh, i mean i said that twice but you know if i actually saw that as an opportunity then i would have probably develop much further absolutely um to to see how these it it's been um difficult but it has been a blessing and there has been growth so um yeah so that is what we're looking at for creativity in our apostle and that's what we have to look forward to this upcoming semester uh so just a, a final note before we finish up uh as we're looking uh at being creative in the podcast, we we jumped kind of right in when we started trying to release um, two a week so that we can really we get dived the, get, really into it. We dove we dove into the in podcast and world. deep, and I think we did an awesome job. And now that the school year is starting back up, that you guys are starting class, that there's going to be more apostles starting up, that the summer hours have changed, um, I think we're going to try to shift to doing one a week. And so we're going to try to have one podcast uh, like this, one of our St. Francis Catholic chats, um, recorded um, and 
put out on Thursdays. It'll be our podcast. Today we're going to shoot podcast Thursdays. It's podcast Thursday. A lot of podcasts. Catholics of Vision Note comes out on Thursday. So listen to them because they're better. And then come listen to us. Um, right after. Or right maybe after. the other way. Lanky Guys comes out on Thursdays. You might want to listen to the us first um, and then the good stuff after. Mm, Whatever. Doesn't save the better wine. Well, Last, right? Well, that's how our Lord did it, but that wasn't the norm. Oh, that was, that was a little <laughs> bit of creative apostle there, right? So anyway, no, but um, but podcast Thursday. So we're gonna come out, uh, and then we're gonna try to be more consistent again. The homily on Sunday or Monday or maybe Tuesday. So we'll get the homily, we'll get the preach meditations. Um, but that Thursday, maybe the day that we're shooting to release the chat every week, and to do one good one a week because it'll be more manageable to do. And much more manageable to listen to as well. Yeah, exactly. So you don't run out of, you know, um, it's not like trying to catch up on uh, so if all you think your we've favorite done, podcasts. If we've done 14 episodes now, thir- did you wink at Sheila again? I just love her. <laughs> <laughs> so if we listen to 14, po- if you do 14 podcasts, it's like seven hours of us. That is a lot. That's a lot that of us. That is a lot of that's podcasts. A little, that's hoof. Uh, and Father Siler in there, who was Twice. a great guest to have. Twice. That was a great guest. That was, he was a lot of fun. So anyway, so that's the goal. One a week um, going forward, being very creative. And I'm really excited to see what the apostle can bring this year. So from here at St. Francis, uh, I'm Father Casey. And I'm Julia. And God bless.